recording now. Are you? Yeah. Oh. Hey, hello, everybody. Howdy, howdy. Uh, before I let Jim do their cold open, uh, the day we're recording this is Jim's birthday. Hey, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday to you. Yeah. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> uh, also, special guest in the background is uh, Jim's boo back. Back. He attack. He snack. <laughs> he hang out in the squeaky chair. Squeaky, squeaky chair. Come on. <laughs> it's like the one time where you had to work. I know. Yeah. Squeak. It's usually like so squeaky. That's uh, so funny. I'm oh, here. Shoot. One year older. When yep. you're sexier, yeah, when you're braver. Oh, well, <laughs> well, I'm trying. We're doing our best here. <laughs> should we? Should we say the presents that Jim got from us? They're oh, very yeah. good. Uh, so I got Jim a Simpin Ain't Easy ball cap. I'm very <laughs> proud of that. Um, with a little bit of help from uh, Coco and his partner. Um, yeah, that's that's what I got. I'm very proud of it. And I got a pickle vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Road trip pickle, you called it? Um, yeah, I think it was road trip pickle. All right. I love it. Yeah. It's nice. It's, it's palm size. Yeah. It has nubbins, much like a pickle. Mm-hmm. 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 Gotta have nubbins. I, I specifically liked it, one, because it was a pickle and I thought it was funny, but then also because it looked like a weird little frog monster dick. <laughs> <laughs> Elder. Oh, God. Wait. Wait. <laughs> uh, that's the only time I've done any audio changes on voices, and I believe it will be the only time. Because was it bad? No, it just—it's very time-consuming. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it, but like, um, one of our biggest fans actually mentioned this to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they love that episode in particular. I think they find it very funny that it is the only time that we've done any kind of a. Um, of sound effects or yeah. like any like post editing as far as that's concerned like that I, they just find it very amusing <laughs> i will put it out there if we get some more patreon people woo, woo. um then i can spend more time making that good weird weird <laughs> but otherwise like i i just got too much shit to do guys i'm sorry i would love to make more weird shit what, what if we stuff. put like a number like number. you know how many like how, many how many people yeah. and then I'll start doing it again. Yeah, we can make it a thing. Uh that requires sm- small amount of math. Um <laughs> We I are mean, all too gay. We're all too gay for we're math. We're all too gay for math. No, that's not true. <laughs> I know uh, plenty of queer kids in mathematics. It's not me. Oh, yeah, not I, I do know someone who's like a biologist or some shit. He's super gay, but they like pr- they probably don't do a lot of math and biology. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> he, he he does. He's a scientist, like a legit scientist. He's he, just does, coat he, does a science. he does, he does a, science. a science. He's got to remember a lot of weird words. That's you that's can't get a skill. biology degree without a chemistry degree or not degree. But like you have to take a lot of mm-hmm. chemistry and that's a lot of math. I like the technicality of being a doctor. Yeah, it'd be fine. The remembering the names of every stupid medical thing out there, not a chance. I can barely remember the names of my friends. <laughs> I've, I have on multiple occasions walked up to someone I have known for years and gone to introduce them and had a panic attack in my head that I was about to say the wrong name. Yeah. Where it's like, I know this person deeply. Hey, you. And I'll be like, this is Jeff. <laughs> She's like, fuck. Oh, God. I hope that was right. <laughs> and it is because in college, I had a friend who I called, I can't remember. I called him by the wrong name for a very long time and then found out his name was something else. And I felt like such an asshole. Like, Aww. did he say anything or who's, was he like, is it this was, my nickname? It was one of those things where, like, I, it just never came up. We would hang out in a group and I would rarely say his name. Oh, it was just uh. when I was around other people. And so everybody else was like, who are you hanging out with? Like they were all trying to figure out this friend. And then at some point they finally were like, oh, you're dumb. <laughs> um, well, OK, anyway. Oh, uh-huh. well. So this is an article from Reductress from March. So I've been holding on to it for a bit. All right. The, uh, the article is biologists find humans' eyes evolving bigger in response to massive knockers. God. 
<laughs> of course. <laughs> this is very on brand for your birthday. Yes. While scientists have previously theorized that human eyes will evolve to be larger in the future in order to see dimmer environments as we colonize planets along the solar system, a recent finding has blown this news out of the water by demonstrating that human eyes are already getting bigger as a revolutionary response to another type of stimuli. Massive fucking knockers. <laughs> I just imagine the cartoon wolf. <laughs> well, here we go. What we see in nature is that human eyes widen when faced with big jugs as part of an awooga bodily response, <laughs> says biological anthropologist Dr. Eves Vin. Awooga. <laughs> the evolution, evolutionary cause for this is that our senses are overwhelmed when faced with massive knockers, which makes us more vulnerable to predators. The widening of the eyes enhances our field of vision keeping us safer and more alert. Plus, it allows us to take in more of the large milkers before us. It's like, uh, I can't see all the titty at once, and it's driving me insane. My eyes must get <laughs> my, bigger. My eyes must get bigger. It, go, it goes on and on. It fills my periphery. But I, I need I, more I eye. <laughs> my eyes will eventually be much bigger than my stomach. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, I'm sure I've like complained about this before. Maybe not complained, but like my Instagram discovery page, y'all, is just nothing but like either bouncing knockers mm -hmm. or bouncing booties. Mm -hmm. And it's just like in between there's some weird random anime. I'm just going to put it out <laughs> there. It's based on your likes. Hey, <laughs> don't blame me for this. <laughs> like, I'm just I'm just out here living my best life. You know, I don't actually I don't know if I like a lot of things on the gram. I guess I do. But like, I think it has to also to do with like what your friends like and what they're sending to you. It's true. If, if I you think like, that is more telling than yeah, me. Even if you're liking. <laughs> so if you like a post on an account that also posts mm -hmm. big knockers. Yes. But hasn't. That's not the post that you liked. It yeah. will still recommend based off of like what's similar to that person. I'm looking at you. <laughs> well that's Look, my, <laughs> my entire uh, suggested feed is like very big strong women like just i see that too sometimes all but they muscle, usually come together it's, it's like, like muscle oh. tattoo mm -hmm. and well then there's um people doing like crazy gymnastics I, apparently i liked enough of those that that's been a thing Okay. No, I, I am very that. impressed by it. Like, I'll be like, oh, whoa, I did a lot of flips. Like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just weird comics that are very silly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get those too, but it's usually just like mostly just like this rhythmic bouncing of various, ouch, various like body parts. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm still confused. Is this a complaint or is some a statement? Some some days I'm like, internet, quit make me horny. I got work to do. And then sometimes I'm like, yes, this is what I want right in this moment. The that it's is both. Instagram was not created to make you productive. No, yeah, <laughs> no, obviously not. It, it doesn't. It was made to look at weird filters and masturbate. <laughs> I this is the thing I've been pondering, and I don't know if we really should waste too much time on it, but mm -hmm. like. I almost wonder, does the internet in general, not just me personally, but does it make us hornier? It almost feels like it does. No, no. Okay. I've seen some old paintings. I'm telling you, that that is, people have been coming up with weird horny shit since the dawn of humans. No, I, I know that. I guess like, just like generally like. <sighs> I feel like it gives us more horny fuel. Yes. It's easier to access, but I mean, I feel like people have been horny and just jerked off to weirder shit. Like, I know when I was a kid, I would masturbate to like anything that was remotely suggestive. Yeah. If there was like enough skin in a photo, that was more than enough for me to just like get dull. <laughs> oh man, you're like Amish, like, ooh, yeah. show an ankle. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't have access. It was like, if I saw enough skin, I was like, dope. Done. All cool. right, let's do it. And it, like, if a text had something remotely sexual in it, done. I had it just right there. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. Like, for the monster fuckers of the past, if they don't have access to monster erotica, mm -hmm. would they fantasize about it on their own 
without ever being introduced to it. You know, like, I don't know that I would have ever fantasized about getting railed by Dracula. That, but, okay. but that's that's true. But that's still not saying that it's making us more horny. It's making us more specific. Uh, that's yeah. true. But okay. I feel like the horniness level has always been there, which is yeah. why the moment that somebody posted Dracula railing, that everyone was like, that's what I was looking for. <laughs> that's I didn't Thank know that's you. what I needed, but yes. Thank you. Maybe this is more <laughs> of a personal thing. It's like I have the capacity to be horny, but like if I wasn't looking at Instagram in that moment, maybe I'd be chill and I could like get some work done. But because like, you know, it's like it's it just like, I don't know, it fills up that gas tank. Mm, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. if I didn't look at it, maybe I wouldn't be all that horny that day. Now, for me, it's like my productivity level requires masturbation <laughs> i guess i can see that too it's a good reset like i have to yeah if i'm trying to get something done and there's like the smallest bit of horniness in my head it's never gonna get done i, I gotta go take care of that fair enough fair enough mm -hmm. all right should all we right. get started yep. let's do it all right welcome to love at first sighting sex positive kink friendly and thirsty conversations about the monsters and cryptids that traverse our backyards and our imaginations my name is Joyce. My pronouns are she, they. I'm your resident cryptid researcher, bringing you the Monster Book Report. Joining me is the birthday friend, Jim. Hey, yo, I'm Jim. I'm they, them, and I'm here to rep all you monster fuckers. Woo woo. Also joining me is Coco. Hello. I'm a dummy when it comes to cryptids, but I'm horny and I like learning. Hooray. I love <laughs> it. I hope all y'all do too. Okay, so. Today, we're going to talk about the doke bee. Uh, a doke. <gasps> oh, yes. Is this Korean? It is Korean. I Good job. I have heard about this. Uh -huh. Oh. Yeah. So, surprise, surprise. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's why I kept it a secret. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we needed a, a goblin centric creature this week. So, uh, doke bee is basically a Korean goblin. Um, they are usually described as. Uh, nature deities and spirits possessing extraordinary powers and abilities. Some say the goblin label is a little bit more of a modern take on the entity, but this is how they are usually described the majority of the time. So that's what we're going to stick with. Um, Dokobi are formed by the spiritual possession of an inanimate object, such as old discarded household tools like brooms or objects stained with human blood. Some sources specifically cite menstrual blood. Tampons, I say tampons, but here we are. <laughs> you know the let's all go to the movies that yeah. like the, the little hot dogs <laughs> yeah. dancing down now. I'm just, just like tampons. tampons. It's just like a tra uh, like a, a, a bathroom trash can full of tampons <laughs> bouncing yeah. around. Yeah, because yeah, like what else are you going to get menstrual blood on besides like, you know, like menstruation products? Yeah. Like someone just like washing their dishes butt naked and getting blood all over their, their washing dishes know. sneeze real hard oh yeah my God. oh yeah your couch cushion yeah <laughs> <laughs> wait a second they're washing dishes they're not sitting on the couch i'm just thinking like you know when you're gonna get sneeze or yeah. like yeah. something you have to fart yeah. i don't know things happen cough real hard cough real wait. somebody tickles you yeah but in <laughs> in this kind of um if this is the trajectory trajectory of like how this thing is born dildos oh yeah yeah, yeah. dildos are all doko be just like former dildos goblin <laughs> dildo is my new band <laughs> fucking love it i feel like you need long hair and like heavy heavy bass yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. oh shit okay <laughs> well, i got the long hair but you got that much going for yeah. you bass is good um Okay, so they have a variety of forms and types uh, and are usually seen wearing traditional Korean clothing, such as the hanbok. The features of Dokobi can include, but are not limited to, horns, bulging eyes, wah wah, because big knockers, mm -hmm. <laughs> a big mouth <laughs> for sucking on knockers, <laughs> long, sharp teeth, a hairy body, and long claws for grabbing knockers. Yeah. Uh, basically, they look kind of demonic. Uh, in my research, I did find mentions of red skin, though many feel that these traits belong to uh, more modern depictions of the Dokobi and are uh, influenced by the Japanese entities known as Oni. Mm. Um, mm. So some people think people are getting that confused. Um, of course, Dokobi have been known to have the ability to shapeshift, maybe leading to a difficulty of unified opinion of their appearance. I really had a hard time like nailing down like this is what a fucking Dokobi looks like. Um, just because 
it has shifted a lot, like many things throughout time, you know, mm-hmm. as the cultural telephone that yeah, the, these stories the older are. the cryptid, the more complicated the descriptions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You can find various depictions of these creatures on like ancient like tiles and things that decorated like roofs. And oftentimes they do have like the sharp teeth and the bulging eyeballs and like wild hair. They kind of look like, you, you know, the traditional kind of um, Chinese dragon kind mm. of vibe. But like a little more plump, a little more humanoid than dragon. To spare the audience from hearing me attempt a bunch of Korean, <laughs> I'm going to describe some various types without their names. Uh, one particular kind is the maiden bachelor Dokobi, who favors seducing humans. Oh. Mm-hmm. I thought that would be of particular interest to us. Another Why? type. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see, we're doing a podcast where we talk about sex. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I just got here. That's okay. <laughs> um, another type is a one-eyed creature that loves eating a lot, but like who doesn't? Um, there's another one, one leg that loves to wrestle. <laughs> uh, side note, the Chinese character transliteration of Dokobi literally, literally translates to one-legged ghost. Huh. Hmm. I don't know what a transliteration is. So I'm just, going to put that out there, but I did look it up. It's a dick walker right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, there are lots of types. Um, and there's some that are known to love mischief. Some are more evil. Some are enjoy farming. I see you squirming over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dokobi are usually found in dark, humid, eerie corners, mostly at nighttime, but have been seen on days when the weather is foggy and rainy. We can get in my dark, humid, scary corner. <laughs> is that is that what you write on all your your profiles? Dark, yeah. humid, scary corner. Come, come get in my corner. Do you like it humid? Because it is. <laughs> Human just doesn't sound like a favorable thing. Usually. You ever been in a warm cave? <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a long one. Isn't it? <laughs> uh, a sign you're about to encounter a Dokobi is the appearance of a glimmering light or tall blue flame. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dokobi are known to often carry magical items such as a club known as the Dokobi Bangmangi. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Uh, that doubles as a summoning tool or magical wand. Another notable item is the Dokobi hat that grants anyone who wears it invisibility. Nice. Uh, when interacting with humans, they are more likely to play pranks or challenge you to a wrestling match for the rite of passage. Dokobi are extremely skilled at wrestling and cannot be beaten unless their right side is exploited. I don't know mm. what's so special about that. I couldn't really find out. Uh, some Dokobi- That's a side with no leg. <laughs> well, actually... The next thing I was going to say, some Dokobi only have one leg, so you should just hook their leg and you'll push them down and win. Yeah. Just sweep them like in <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> um, though mostly mischievous, Dokobi have also been known to act friendly and even help people in need. They have the ability to create land, offering a feast of all kinds of delicacies, bringing good harvests, mm. or great fortunes. Some tales even have Dokobi who act as kind of a Robin Hood character, stealing from the wealthy and giving to the poor. Smash the system, you funky little goblin. <laughs> um, <laughs> the earliest known documentation of a Dokobi in literature was in a collection called The Memorabilia of the Three Kingdoms. A little bit of story time. Basically, the story kind of starts, uh, on, there's an old man that's living alone in the mountain until one day he's visited by a Dokobi. Surprised, the old man gave the Dokobi some alcohol and they became fast friends. Uh, the spirit visited the old man often and they had long conversations together, but one day the man took a walk by himself in the woods near the river. Looking down the reflection, to his horror, he realized he was turning into a Dokobi. Hmm. The man made a plan to prevent himself from further turning into the creature. The next time that the Dokobi came over to his house, he asked, what are you most afraid of? To which the goblin answered, I'm afraid of blood. What about you? What are you afraid of? And the man pretended in a frightening tone to be like, I'm, sc- I'm scared of money. Ooh. Ooh, ooh I'm scared of money. Uh, that's why I live in a mountain by myself. It's fucking brilliant. The next day, the old man killed a cow and poured his blood all over the house. Sorry, animal lovers. The Doka bee came by uh, for his daily visit, but was met with all the splattered blood. Uh, with shock and great anger, he ran away and said, I'll be back with your greatest fear. Fist shaken. 
Uh, the next day, the Dokobi brought bags of money and threw them at the old man. After that, the Dokobi never came back, and the old man was the richest person in town. So Yeah, but wasn't he half Dokobi at that point? So the story doesn't really resolve that, so I'm assuming he, like, Turned out fine. Yeah, maybe it, once you stop hanging out, you revert back or something. I feel like, I mean, why wouldn't you want to be a Dokabee? They sound fucking cool. I don't know. Maybe just I like, mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's harder to get knockers in your mouth if you're a little goblin. <laughs> I mean, they don't sound like the most like attractive creature. They can shape shift and that's, do all kinds of cool shit. I mean, yeah, that's true. I'm hey, pretty happy I don't know the old man's like, motivation. Though. That's just how the story goes. Some sources say the Doka Bee can a bit, be a bit foolish at times, <laughs> speaking of which. <laughs> another tale uh, is of a man walking home drunkenly at night. Eventually, he comes to a bridge where a Doka Bee appears and challenges him to a wrestling match. They wrestle for hours and hours throughout the night. As the day broke, the man defeated the goblin and tied them to a tree. The next morning, he passed by the same tree only to find broomsticks where the goblin had been. So I guess like the Doka Bee reverted back to its like natural state. Either that tool. or this drunk motherfucker was like fighting brooms all night long. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. God, we're get- oh, it's getting me. I oh, came God. back and it was brooms. Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> sure, bud. Um, something- you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> something worth noting. Uh, wrestling was extremely popular in the Joseon period of Korea when many of these Dokobi stories started coming about. So maybe there was some influence there. Not saying Dokobi don't exist, just saying maybe just you know a little editorializing, if you will. <laughs> yeah, they. I mean, because it was popular, that they may have been added into the wrestling world. Yeah, a more recent encounter involved a hiker who ended up losing their way on a mountain trail. As the night grew darker, the hiker was wondering if they'd ever reached the peak. At this point, the hiker figured they were lost. After a bit more walking. The hiker came upon another person who they assume was also lost on the trail. The darkness made it hard to tell, but as the hiker got closer, they started to notice odd features about this figure. Um, the main thing were the knots on their head and that they seemed to be carrying what looked like a wooden sword. The figure then turned to the hiker with a booming voice like a lion. Who are you? Uh, obviously, the intensity of this person's voice shook the hiker a bit, but they started a f- relatively friendly conversation. As the two exchanged a few words, the hiker realized there was a gap between the figure and the rock he was sitting on. The figure was levitating. Mm. Uh, The hiker quickly excused themselves and said that they needed to head back down. The hiker only made it a few yards when suddenly the figure's face was mere inches from theirs. Ooh, that's scary. The figure said, what's the hurry? (laughs) (laughs) To the hiker's dismay, he saw the figure's body was still levitating above the rock and the face that met theirs was attached to a very long neck. So stretch Armstrong. No. No. At this, the hiker became a crumpled bunch on the ground, pleading for the figure not to kill him. Yeah. Um, The figure chuckled and said, I'm not going to kill you. I just want some company and a chat. And so the hiker stayed as the figure talked at him till about midnight. Finally talked at him. Yeah. Talked at him. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) Finally, the hiker said that they really must be going and asked if the figure knew the way. The figure merely pointed and the hiker went into that direction to find their way back down the mountain. That night, back safe at home, the hiker had a dream in which the figure once again spoke to him. All will be well. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) All will be well with you. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Well, you know, his maniacal laugh. And (laughs) supposedly it was. This is what I hear. Hmm. I so don't know the fire. There's definitely details. a level of like these are mischievous beings, but mm-hmm. also like they just sometimes want company and friendship. They don't seem to be like inherently bad. Yeah. The oh, yeah. the light switches on the floor oh, if you're no. looking for it. <laughs> too dark. It's too dark for my old eyes. I know the sun just disappears so quick. Yeah. It's cuffing season, baby. Oh, Cut. What? Cuffing season? Like shirt? <laughs> no, you don't know what cuffing means? Mm-mm. Cuffing is like when you lock someone down, like in a relationship. Yeah, it's getting thing. cold. It's Get time cold. To like oh, okay. you know, you want to warm up. You're cuffing someone. It just seems. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying it's not problematic, <laughs> but it's it's a phrase that people like to use. Yeah, I just feel like when I'm cuffing someone. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, that could be that season too, you know. Yeah. But I feel like that's all year round. That's a year you. round, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anywho, back to Any our goblin friends. Who? So one of the Dokabee's favorite food, buckwheat jelly. Never had it. Hell yeah. It's about. Um, <laughs> at one point was the favorite late night snack amongst Koreans. Makes a lot of sense to me because the Dokabee is usually only seen at night. Hmm. Other foods that tickle their fancy are red bean cakes and sorghum flavored treats and drinks. Uh, the Root Doka- beer, right? It's kind of sorghum. I thought that was more sassafras. Mm. Sarsaparilla. Sa- yes, thank you. Sarsaparilla. What's I think sorghum it's, it's the like? root of sassafras. Isn't that where we get root beer from? I thought it was the root of sassafras. Probably. I'd have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like isn't sarsaparilla made from sassafras? Yeah, it's without sassafras. Sassafras. <laughs> sassafras. That's my favorite is walking in the woods and be like, that's sassafras. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get to say that often? Yeah, it's everywhere. It grows all over the place. Oh, I don't know what yeah, it looks yeah. like. I just remember it from Looney Tunes. Mm. Sassafras. All right. Sorry. No, it's okay. The Doka Bee has popped up in many parts of popular culture, specifically in the lyrics of K-pop tracks. Uh, there's also a very popular K-drama called Guardian, the Lonely and Great God, featuring a Dokubi as the main character. Of course, they made him a handsome-looking fella instead of a grotesque monster. Mm-hmm. I guess it's easier to market that. I don't know. Oh, it sure is. Um, uh, yeah, no one else has done that with, say, the Mothman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, us included, I think. Yeah, yeah. This research was kind of a little bit hard because there's also a character in a Tom Clancy video game named Dokobi, which really just ate up a lot of space in my search results. I really had to wade through all that crap. I guess it's like it's like some like sexy lady mm-hmm. and, you know, how the Internet be rule 34 and all that. <laughs> um, so it was a little harder than usual to find info about my little goblin. Yeah. yeah. In essence, that's a Dokobi. Nice. Little little Korean goblin. Nice. Yeah. I heard about it from a comic that I read on Webtoons called Omniscient Reader. Oh, what's mm. that about? It's a Korean comic. It's about oh, it's convoluted. Uh so <laughs> yeah. how I, 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 there's no way I could explain it probably. Does it have like other uh like monsters and stuff and lore? Yeah, whatever? it has other monsters and lore, but it's it's all Korean. So okay. It's, you know, not stuff that I'm really familiar with. Just, yeah. you know. Yeah. Kind of like with the Tick Belong, because, you know, that that's a character in the comic series Tresse, which is all about Filipino, like cryptids and monsters and stuff. That's cool. Yeah. I like it. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> on Webtoons. It's free to, to read. Nice. Radical. I will check that out. Well. Um, well, I mean, we kind of already answered it. They got big mouths for sucking on knockers, but and big eyes for looking. I guess I I have to ask more specifically, Jim, did these little gobs fuck? So, uh, this is, this is not about, this is not about the Dokabee. Sorry. Mm. But But goblins, but goblins do fuck. As we've learned in the past. We know, we know goblins fuck. All right. So trigger warnings, C and C. That would be consensual, consensual. non-consent. Obviously, okay. this isn't a fantasy setting, so there is no discussion to make yeah. it consensual. Mm. So, non-consent. Okay. Please take care of yourselves. There's a lot of coercion. Okay. And hypnotism, technically, in this one. So, it's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. If this is not the type of fantasy that is something that you you feel comfortable listening to, Go ahead and skip it, babes. We love you. We'll get you back on the next one. So, yeah. And if it is something you're interested in, you should look up consensual non-consent and learn a lot about how to do it safely and healthy. Yes. And like yes. A, in a fun way. Stay yeah. safe. Stay healthy. We love consent, babes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. All Give right. Give me that goblin porn. Give me the go- So, goblin okay. Double. This was sent to us by uh, an author on Reddit. They are known as Relevant Audience, and if you want to find their work on Reddit, they are Relevant underscore Audience underscore 57, and that's on Reddit. Cool. And this is called Advanced Fantasy. All right. Who am I? Am I blue or red? You're both. Got it. (laughs) Fun. You want to read it and kind of get your in the headspace? Yeah. Hold on. Let me look at this. All right. So mild-mannered, but finds a ring that makes him huge and buff. Is he buff when he starts or is it 
Is he going to switch? No, no. He's buff when, when we start. Because this right. this is a section, just a section of the like the first part of this person's story. And um, it's at the end of it. So he's he's already done, found, found it. So I'm just imagining like a, oh my God. He's huge. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, a big boy. Now. Yeah. Like he, he, he. <laughs> is that he a was, fun voice for you? I like it. I'm so big. I'm big now. I'll be damned. Oh, well, I'll be damned. No, I mean, it can just be a regular voice if you want. It's fine. I'm a big boy now. <laughs> now you're like, it has to be I this. I like the big boy. <laughs> Is that Eldrin Cuisine? Like, <laughs> I like it. He's like getting more and more Southern. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, yeah, but I'm you're also you're now. also red. So what voice are you going right. to do for that? Am I going to talk to myself a lot now? <laughs> I'm just going to do more of a... This voice for her. Ooh, I like it. I like that raspiness. Yeah. Mm, come on, raspy mama. All right. All right. Chapter eight. Kira unlocked the door, the jingle of keys audible from the outside of the apartment. In one arm, she carried a large brown paper bag. She glanced at the TV. That's Mata's favorite show. Let me guess. <laughs> George! It was very Jersey. That's Mara's favorite show. Let me guess. She didn't even offer to let you pick. I love this. This sounds like Dr. Girlfriend from Venture Brothers. Yeah. I love Dr. Girlfriend. Okay. I'm going to go more with that then. Yeah. yeah. Love Dr. Girlfriend. That, that's Mata's favorite show. Let me guess. Didn't even offer to let you pick. Arthur shrugged and laughed. Pretty much. She certainly has very strong feelings about it. Well, you stay there. I got dinner. She dropped the bag. Arthur took a minute to recognize the logo on the side. Is that Eladrin Cuisine? They're one of the nicest restaurants in the city. I didn't even think you could do to-go orders. Kira had casually brought home some of the best food in the city. It normally only catered to politicians, celebrities, heroes, and the richest of clientele. Kira smirked. A girl can't reveal all her secrets. Arthur stood up and walked into the kitchen. He grabbed plates and silverware and set them out on the table while Kira carefully unwrapped containers. Arthur came in behind her and wrapped an arm around her midsection. She turned her head, and they shared a kiss, the food temporarily forgotten. Delicately maneuvering between her tusks, her hands and legs trembled, and she braced herself against the counter. Arthur's other hand slid up her shirt. Her midsection was so toned, hard muscle under silk-green skin. His fingers found their target, and her knees buckled dangerously. Only the countertop and Arthur's newfound physique kept her upright. His other hand drifted south. The kiss broke. He whispered in her ear. However shall I show my appreciation? He rubbed her clit with his middle finger, applying a tortuous... Applying a... <laughs> hold up, hold up here. One day I'm going to cut together all all Super the cut. lip smack sounds. Ooh, and we're going to make a song it's out gonna of it. It's going to be like a 45 minute. Just like. It's beautiful. Okay. Sorry. I might leave just this one in this episode so that people can know about it. <laughs> Applying a torturously light touch. Hot rivulets dripped down the insides of her marble thighs, getting dangerously close to leaving a puddle underneath her. She whimpered under the sudden attention. She tilted her head back, and her breathing became ragged. Arthur nibbled at her ear. Please. She gasped. But the rest of that thought was forgotten as he increased the pressure and she climaxed violently, bucking against him. When she finally steadied herself, he planted a kiss gently on her neck. She shuddered. Why don't you sit? I'll bring over the food. She finally got out. Kira's head was still spinning. Arthur grinned as he pulled his fingers away from her soaked clit. He sat at the table in a reclined position. Kira began unpacking the food again when Arthur spotted movement out of the corner of his eye. This was also a cryptic cupid. Like, they contacted us, so. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I forgot to say that. I didn't just, like, find this on the internet. This was actually cool. sent to us. You by... said sent in, but we didn't say the cryptic cupid part. Yeah. 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 So, we can add that. We back. love y'all. Love you. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Mata rounded the corner. She was already at the right height to get past the counter without Kira seeing her. She was wearing some little lacy number that did nothing to hide her cur her curves. 
Her bust was just barely contained in the black lace top. She grinned at Arthur's reaction, and before he could remark on her new attire, she darted under the table. Kira turned, bringing the hot plates over to the table, serving out the food onto both of the plates. Arthur felt his fly unzip. Kira was pouring a dark red wine into a pair of glasses. Mata began to fish his cock out underneath the table. I have a friend who works over at the Eldrin Cuisine. We were on the same team back in college, and now she's managing one of the most exclusive restaurants in town while I'm working for a temp agency, Kira said, finally sitting down. Arthur tried to ignore the sensation of a tongue running up and down his length. Uh, team? Uh, what did you play? Arthur asked, gripping his fork tighter. I was a forward in women's blood ball. What about you? You have to have played something. You don't got a body like that sitting around on the couch. She winked at him. He felt lips close around the head of his cock, and two hands began stroking him. He coughed in an attempt to cover his surprise, picking up his wine glass and taking a sip. I uh, <clears throat> uh, didn't play anything in uh, college. It seemed odd to Arthur that she couldn't remember him from before, but then he felt a tongue swirl around the head of his cock, and he forced himself to focus. Ah, I uh, spent... Most of the time working through school, I took a job working for a mechanic. Good dude. Not that he ever actually let me touch an engine. Mata went deeper, filling her entire mouth with his length, forcing him to grip the table. Kira's brows furrowed with concern. Are you okay? The date had been going good so far. This is a date, isn't it? She wondered suddenly. Oh, no, uh, I'm okay. Uh, just a bit sore from earlier. A lie, sure, but she grinned, leaning forward and pushing her elbows under her cleavage. That certainly was a surprise, you know, after what you did for me in the kitchen. I'm going to need to return the favor. Honestly, Kira didn't know how she had kept it together this long. She stood up, the rest of her meal forgotten. Mata pushed him deeper into her throat, a feat that she never could have accomplished before Arthur had changed her. She had more than half his cock to go still, but she made up for it with sheer enthusiasm. Kara unbuttoned her shirt slowly, making it a show for him, swaying her hips back and forth as if listening to exotic music only she could hear. Oh, jazz hands. <laughs> I love that. I love you both. She undid the zipper of her skirt, revealing that she had never put back on any underwear. Her skirt dropped past her long legs, forgotten as soon as it hit the ground. She was already so wet for him. She strode forward and placed a nipple in his mouth. She moaned. Mata took one hand off his shaft as she went deeper and faster, slurps audible from under the table. Arthur felt his body tense. Kira pushed the table away from his lap as Arthur came straight down Mata's throat. It filled her mouth and dripped down her cheeks and onto her thighs and tits. Her eyes rolled to the back of her head as she deep-throated him as far as she could go. Kira stood speechless, jaw dropped as she watched him fill up her roommate's mouth. Mata's cunt exploded in response. No caucus. <laughs> <laughs> and then they all died. <laughs> no caucus good as his echoing inside her brain. A puddle had formed underneath her. Kira blinked in shock. Chapter 9 Mata stood between Arthur's legs, stained with inhuman amounts of his cum. <laughs> the, the now just like buckets. Like, the ring of power! <laughs> the ring of power! <laughs> inhuman amounts of cum. I love it. That's, that's a lot of cum. That's one of my... That's a shirt. <laughs> yes. Her throat was still wrapped around his monster cock. She slid back down his length, and he exited her mouth with a small pop. Kira stood there, unable to process it. What are you doing? Mata asked, still stroking him. What am I doing? What are you doing? Kira roared, shaking out of her stupor. We're on a date. This has suddenly become like a sitcom. Yes. It's, it's Yeah. I, they were roommates. They were they were roommates. It's like three's company or some shit. Mata nodded vigorously. He really is perfect boyfriend material, isn't he? She sounded dreamy when she said this. He's the sexiest man I've ever met, and I can tell you want to fuck him just as much as I do. 
I don't mind sharing him, Mata offered generously. Kira's emotions warred on her face. He was the sexiest man she'd ever seen. Her cunt was on fire. She wanted to fuck him again so bad and she almost didn't even care that her roommate was there, wanted to join in, and had actually beaten her to it. What was she doing? She had been about to screw his brains out at her dining room table with Mata able to walk out and see them at any moment. Embarrassment joined anger and lust in the maelstrom of emotion cycling through her brain. The trails of juices continued to flow down the inside of her thighs. She felt like she was still in a fog. Oh boy, you really got them fighting over you, didn't you? Honestly, you shouldn't have left him alone at all. You really can't be mad at me for taking my shot, Mata stated casually. You should make them wrestle. The orc would destroy the small one. What? No, shut up. Mata's only okay with this because I made her okay with it. I can fix this. Trance. <laughs> Trance. He snapped his fingers. Chapter 10. Their faces went blank. You're no fun. Let them fight over you. Arthur ignored the voice, standing up and guiding them over to the couch. Arthur thought carefully about his next move. First thing first. Kira, you don't mind sharing me with anyone else? Resistance. She furrowed her brow and shook her head. Flashing her tusks, she growled. No, not one to share. If you're going to do that, you need to ease her into it. You can't just rewrite her personality. Wait, how much have they actually changed since they met me? Well, besides giving the small one a new fetish to humiliate a cock smaller than yours, not too much. I mostly bring hidden desires up to the surface. I mean... You also made them perpetually wet, but that's not got any bearing on personality. Just how much underwear they'll go through. Okay, okay. Kira, you like me, right? A nod. Her face relaxed, back to a more neutral expression. Right, and you have excellent taste, therefore I must be pretty incredible. He had no idea if the flattery would help it along, but she continued to nod with each statement. I would make a fantastic partner, and you don't blame Bada for seeing it and taking a chance. Hesitation, but finally a nod. This was roughly the same tack that worked with Mata earlier. Seeing Mata suck me off was really sexy because I'm so sexy. Mata is really sexy too. You want to please Mata almost as much as you want to please me. The repetition worked. There was almost zero resistance as the new thoughts settled into her mind. Arthur wondered if there was something there before he even got there. Something deep and shameful that Kira wasn't able to admit to herself, and she just needed a push to unlock it. Arthur wondered what else was in there waiting for him to unlock. Back in the office, why did you call me sir? Kira's knees pressed together involuntarily, and she squirmed. So sexy, and my boss in charge of me. Whoa, that was an instant response. That was pretty clear what she wants there. Okay, Kira. From now on, you should call me Sir, because I'm in charge of you. Kira's mouth opened more. Sir, in charge. Maybe Arthur should have started down that route sooner. Arthur looked over at the goblin. Mata, you won't think it's strange that Kira calls me Sir. She nodded. Why were some things easier than others? He wondered what other buried fantasies he could bring to the surface. Kira had reacted strongly to the idea of being dominated, and he was certain Mata had a wealth of hidden desires. He thought for a moment. Time to test the waters. Mata, what is your deepest fantasy? Mata flushed. I want to get knocked up. I want to be filled up with no protection. I want my tits to get bigger and leak every time I fuck. Her breathing sped up, and by the end of her confession, she was practically screaming. I want to be a breeding pet. Oh, she <laughs> okay. <laughs> Took a turn. <laughs> That's the most. That was the most pearl clutchy O that you've ever done. If just I a had full like, pearls. I oh. would just be clutching them right now. Oh. <laughs> she had started rubbing herself using one hand to massage one of her tits and the other to stimulate her clit. Arthur wondered if he needed to change anything about that. Nah. Okay, Mata. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> From now on, you're my breeding pet. 
and you don't mind sharing me at all, do you? She shuddered, pistoning her fingers in and out of her dripping wet cunt. Not mine, sharing. After the last of the aftershocks faded, she returned to the neutral state that the trance demanded. His cock had been hard during the entire display. Arthur settled on the couch between them and snapped. Awake. Both girls shook their heads with the fog lifted and looked to Arthur. Any confusion on how they had gotten to the couch or how long had passed went unnoticed. Kira reached over and began stroking him tentatively. Is that good, sir? Arthur pulled her in for a kiss with one hand. Tusks faintly grazed the sides of his mouth. Mata would not be ignored. Kneeling on the couch next to him, she pushed her tits against his cock, spitting on the tip and working her body up and down. Arthur groaned into Kira as lips engulfed his head. Mata's body began bobbing quickly. Kira, on your knees in front of me now. Kira's pussy gushed at the command and moved to obey, breaking off the kiss and moving down to her knees in front of Arthur. She waited for her next command, back straight, chest thrust out to give him the best view of her bountiful cleavage. He could have sworn they hadn't been so big when they first met, just earlier that day. What are you waiting for? An invitation? Her hands moved forward to start stroking his shaft that was still exposed for modest tits. No, use your tongue and keep your hands behind your back. She put her hands behind her back and scooted forward on her knees until her face was pressed into his cock at Mata's side. Yes, sir. Her long tongue began stroking his length carefully to avoid her tusks. Her pussy was going crazy and she couldn't touch it, juices dripping down the insides of her legs at every command. Mata sped up, suddenly. Mata sped up. Suddenly, Arthur grabbed her waist. She was so small and light, Arthur didn't need, Arthur didn't need both hands. He faced her away from him and lined her pussy lips up with the tip of his cock. She was so wet already, but when she realized what he was going to do, her cunt went into overdrive. He lowered her slowly. Kirig continued to work his shaft with her tongue, beginning to taste Mata's self-made lubricant. Halfway down, Mata's self-control gave out. Your cock is the best! She screamed as she rocked. She... She reached down, grabbing Kira's head for stability to keep from falling off. Mata's fingers tangled in Kira's hair as she pulled her face directly into her cunt. Mata's knees could finally rest on Arthur's thighs now as she began to rock back and forth, using Kira's head to steady herself and forcing Kira's tongue over her clit and back down Arthur's shaft. Arthur guided Mata's hips. Kira couldn't believe her roommate was using her like that, but she was going crazy now. Her entire... <laughs> Her entire body felt like a million degrees. She wished she could play with her cunt, but her hands were still behind her back. All she could do was continue to lick and ignore the feeling of her cum dripping down the inside of her thighs. Arthur began to pick up the pace. Mata whimpered, No, cock is good as yours. Arthur pulled her deeper. Please let Mata come, she begged. He continued to work his shaft with her cunt. Arthur said, I'm going to fill you up with no protection. When I come, you're going to be my pretty little breeding pet. I'm going to knock you up. That's what you want, right? By the end of it, she was growling. Please, yes, make Mata a mommy. Make Mata your breeding slut. Mata begged. Oh, <laughs> no. Joyce is going to explode. <laughs> She's going to, by the end of this, Joyce is going to be fully curled up in a ball. Oh, keep going. <laughs> Mata begged the sensation too much for her, but unable to come until he gave her permission. When I fill you up, you can come. He slid her up and down his cock, using her like a flashlight, before finally bottoming out inside her for the first time, emptying his balls into her. That's <laughs> a pretty normal sentence. Yeah. Yeah. Shot after shot of hot jizz coated the inside of her walls, stretching her even further. Her cunt clenched with the denied orgasm now allowed to fill her. It rocked her entire body. She gasped and shuddered. Hot spunk sprayed out, filling Kira's mouth. Mata's eyes rolled to the back of her head as Arthur's gargantuan cock rearranged her from the inside out. Arthur's fingers gripped her hips hard enough to turn her green skin white around his fingers. Kira came, 
Her knees grinding together and the sheer degradation combined with the taste of Arthur's cum. She didn't stand a chance. Her orgasm was as powerful as any of the ones she had gotten with him inside her. She collapsed into them, her face fully pushed into the goblin's cunt, drenched in the cocktail of the trio's lovemaking. Arthur lifted the goblin off his cock with a wet plop. Kira was still on her knees, face pressed into his shaft, panting heavily. She was still holding her hands behind her back, her face stained with cum. Lick me clean. She shuddered. Yes. (laughs) God damn it. Yes, sir. Model lay on the couch where he left her, inhuman amounts of cum licking out of her cunt. Her belly slightly distended from the sheer volume, like a foreshadowing of the baby bump yet to come. She mumbled gibberish under her breath, her brain still short-circuited. Arthur enjoyed the hands-free attention for a few more minutes. Kira, now do her. Kira hesitated, but only for a moment. Yes, sir. Scooting over to Mata's position on the couch, she started to gently lap at her while Arthur watched. She was thorough, the taste of Arthur's seed sending shudders up and down her body. 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 <laughs> my body. My body. Covered in, uh, my body is full of cum. <laughs> sending shudders up and down her body. Mata stirred, the tender ministrations bringing her back to reality. Before long, she was breathing heavily again as Kira's supernatural tongue teased. Arthur kneeled, positioning himself behind Kira. He guided himself to her wet cunt and teased the entrance with his head before sliding into her, eliciting a groan from the orcus as her cleaning made Mata squirm. He gripped her hips, pulling himself deeper into her. He heard Mata gasp and whimper as another orgasm tore through her. Kira finally came up for breath, groaning in ecstasy as Arthur pounded her faster and faster. Mata recovered and began cleaning Kira's face. When she was finished, she smiled mischievously and slid down off the couch. Kira yelped. Mata had started teasing one nipple with her tongue. Her other hand massaged Kira's criminally unattended breast, her hand too small for Kira's new assets. Green flesh spilled from Mata's hand, and Kira's skin paled where the small fingers gripped. Mata's lips sealed around Kira's nipple. Arthur picked up the pace. The sounds of panting and sucking and fucking filled the apartment. Suddenly, Kira's entire body exploded. (laughs) She spontaneously combusted. (laughs) Just Arthur standing in the room like, ooh, oh, that should go. I gotta get out of here. Spasm shook her from head to toe. It felt more amazing than anything she had ever felt before as it rocked her entire body. Her cunt clamped around Arthur's cock, and the sudden increase in pressure sent Arthur over the edge. With a massive grunt, he bottomed out inside her, painting the inside of her wet snatch. Cum filled her completely, leaking past his cock and dripping down the inside of her thighs. You don't hear snatch a lot. You don't. Yeah. You don't. The end. Not really the end. That was just a section, but... The end of, of what I, so what I chose to So, Arthur has magic, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, Arthur didn't. Arthur was just a human before, but he w- works at, like, it's like a Dungeons & Dragons sort of world. So, okay. there's a bunch of different races and stuff, and yeah. he works at, like, this magical okay. government-type building. Okay. Um, and he was in, like, the the file room or, like, the mm-hmm. documents area and the ring a ring was just like laying and he was like what the what's this and it like he felt compelled to put it on right and Mm -hmm. he put it on and then all of a sudden he was like he got like his big buff and full of cum yeah huge his (laughs) dick is monstrous he's full of inhuman amounts of cum he gives into thoughts that maybe he shouldn't get give into Mm -hmm. but this is for you know it's fantasy. It's it's fantasy. So that's that's for all you C and C folks out there. Mm-hmm. There you go, and a little bit of a breeder kink there too, which I don't yeah. know mad about. Nope, same. I <laughs> think I think the thing for me, it's like I I guess like I just can't equate having a child with things being sexy because like. It's when, not. It's, it's not. very. No, it's I know. Very, but the person said, "Make me a mommy." I'm like, yeah. "Oh, you want to deal with a baby?" 
That's all I can think of. That, that's totally fair. Like I, that's I, fair. I've said before on here that I've heard, um, um, what is it? It's like baby batter or like yeah. baby gravy. That's ba- it. And it's just gravy. like, no, don't bring up an infant right now. Like, yeah, you can say like, Fill me breathe me and stuff like that. And we all know what that means. And we can make our disconnected moment here. But yeah, just I mean, don't say baby yeah i think like maybe just because i'm not in that scene that maybe i have a different like train of thought if someone says mommy as maybe someone that is into breeder stuff yeah like yeah. i was just like you want a baby yuck no it's, it's it, <laughs> for the breeders it's i mean i guess not for everybody but for most people it's pure fantasy it's yeah, not yeah yeah, yeah. it's, it's not no, I, know. Reality. I know but that's where my mind went the breeding community isn't exclusively people who can have kids yeah, yeah. that's true so like it's still considered yeah. breeding, and you just want to be full of cum. Yeah, you want to get yeah. human amounts, up. if you will. Yeah. yeah, and it's also the whole like breeding pet idea is that like yeah. you're for breeding, so yes. you want to get used. That's yeah. a big yes. part of it too. Yes, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Got the breeding bench. <laughs> the breeding the. Okay. I don't yeah. Know. What you just get tied down to a bench and oh, okay bread bread <laughs> sounds great mm-hmm. bread. All right. Uh, I guess I'll ask it. Who wants to fuck this goblin? Oh yeah, I'd fuck Mata. She's cute. She's sweet. Wait, so so there's a goblin, there's an orc, and then this P- human yeah. who's now big, yeah. big guy. Okay, so which one's the goblin? I'd fuck everybody but Arthur. <laughs> Mata, <laughs> no Arthur. Mata is the goblin. Okay, so okay. she's tiny and green, and then Fun. she's roommates with Kira, who's an orcus, and she's huge and green. Yes. Mm. The, okay, this tracks. Green yeah, roommates. Okay. Big green, little green. Big green, little green. Yeah, do it. Yeah. I, I could, I didn't. Apparently yeah. she's very curvy too. Ooh, yeah, she's know. like tiny and curvy. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Love a, maybe that's not a nice term. Maybe I won't say it then. I don't know. What? There's there's like a, a porn like tag for like petite curvy women. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's like problematic. What is it? I've never really thought about it. Pog. P-A-W-G. Petite ass white girl. Uh, Is that I think, that just usually gave me people that I was like, yeah, this is attractive. Okay. I don't like using like these weird acronyms that could or could not be problematic, but like it helps you get the results. Fat ass white girl. Yeah, oh, okay. that's what I was going to say. Close. I was pretty sure it was fat ass white girl. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Because I was like, I'm pretty sure that I know someone who gets tagged with that. <laughs> Sorry. So. For some reason, my brain, probably because I, I like a petite person. So I think probably my common search was petite pog. <laughs> I, I'm very much, uh, you know, we talked about uh, one of uh, our friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm in the similar vein. It's just like Pokemon, like got to catch them all. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> like there's just no, no restrictions on what I'll just be like that one. <laughs> yeah. So it is for those out there that might not know, you probably also know better than me. It's fat ass white girl. Excuse mm-hmm. me. <laughs> Which is also good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Pretty Love hot to see tempting it. ass white girl. <laughs> but also fat. Like it's about being a big booty. Yeah. I yeah. mean. You want the big booty. Yeah. Yeah. Thick with two C's. Mm-hmm. I, I love, I love mm-hmm. a dump. <laughs> Give me that dump truck. Oh, God, I love a dump truck. <laughs> Shit. All right. Oh, I, I think too. it's time, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like time. Probably. Hey, thank you as always for listening. Uh, you can find us on a bunch of social. This is where I always struggle. Instagram. Love at First Sighting, Twitter, LaughsPod, that's L-A-F-S-P-O-D. We are on Reddit as Love at First Sighting. Yes. Yes. Uh, we have a Tumblr. Which is now LaughsPod. Okay. Yeah. Had to do a little switch up on the name. Long story, I'm sure. We also have a website, LaughsPod.com. Two main things you really should check out while you're there is, one, our Patreon. Be a Patreon person, just like Nobel Reed and Hardcore Kindness. We really would love a little extra money to help make this truck go because mm. we're kind of like a nonprofit. All the money kind of goes back into us doing this thing. We don't mm-hmm. really make money. No, um, yeah, we've not made. Yeah, and we, we, need we have negative money. Negative money, no <laughs> money. But I, I just want to make this an empire so bad. I just I want do. like a weird. <laughs> Erotica, weird, sexy, nonprofit empire, like empire, Uh, an empire off of our booty of the month club picks. Mm, Yeah, would love it. 
hey, help us in our goal. Also, just like, you know, word of mouth is real great. And like, you know, reviews, uh, iTunes, Spotify, consider supporting us in whatever way you can. The other thing on the website is our Cryptid Cupid submission form. If you're a budding author, you can send us some work. If you find some work online, uh, you can send it our way. Um, you know, we just ask like, hey, if possible, make sure that we can co- contact the OP so we can uh, make them aware that we're going to read their stuff. Yeah, we will, we will need your source and or sauce. Yes. <laughs> Give us the source and the sauce. And if it's from you, even better. Oh, yeah. But yeah, check that out. You can also learn about us and some other stuff and listen to episodes. Um, and, and we've read some shorter ones on here, so mm-hmm. don't feel like it has to be really oh, yeah. long. Like you could just write some weird short stuff. Yeah, we love weird shit. Like we you sure could do. make, you could purposefully write something bad, and we will be pumped. Yeah, like, no, we'll love it because it's it's fun. We like being funny. Yeah, yeah. give yeah. me some more weird voices to try <laughs> yes. and yeah. fuck up real bad. I would <laughs> love it. Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it. So contact us. Talk with us. We love the chat. You know, we're out there. We're trying. That's that's good. good. That's good. It's it's, it's time. It's time. Happy birthday to Jim. And uh, yeah, happy birthday, sweeties. Thanks. Stay horny, babes. And um, go fuck a goblin for God's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Just get you a good old gobble, gobble, goblin. (laughs) That goblin was goblin. Mm. Struggling. Struggling.